blood that Jesus shed for me. Gives me strength from day to day. Will never lose its power. Listen. No, no other help I know. The 
and the blood of Jesus it has the power to heal. There is power, power, wonder working, wonder working power. Soul saving power, mind changing power. rejoicing in the fact that the blood still works the blood is still washing away sins the blood still covers us amen and it will never ever lose its power hallelujah glory to the lamb of god this is the day that the lord has made we're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad oh magnify the lord with me let us exalt his name together why because god is great and he is so greatly to be praised amen won't you join me in a moment of prayer father god in the name of jesus how grateful how thankful we are for this day another day that you've given us lord bless us as we attempt to worship you you are so holy you are so mighty and god that you have allowed us the opportunity to glorify you that in itself is just amazing so lord we pray that as we attempt to do that we thank you god that we can approach your throne and we can do so through the power and the blood of jesus christ we can do that boldly asking for that for which we desire God, we need you now. In so many specific ways, we need you now. People are broken and we need you now. People are hurting and we need you now. People are grieving and we need you now, oh God. We thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayer. God, right now, cleanse us and purify us that our worship might be pleasing in your sight. And we will give you the glory, the honor, and all of the praise. For we count it and believe it to be done now, even in the name of Jesus. For his sake we pray, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. Go ahead and share this live feed with your neighbors, with your friends. Let them worship the Lord with you as we magnify the name of the Lord together. Pat, you sent it to me, but I left my phone, so I don't know what we're singing. Amen. So, Emmanuel, God bless you. Listen, let's praise him and worship him this morning. His name is Emmanuel, and thanks be to God that God is with us. Amen. Amen. 
Yes, God is with us. Y'all know this song. Come on, sing with us this morning. Come on, come. Come, let us adore him. Worship and adore him. Jesus, 
church we worship you this morning scripture comes from 1st Corinthians 11th chapter verses 24 through 29 and it reads when he had given thanks and he break it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you this do in remembrance of me after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying this cup is the New Testament in my blood this do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whatsoever shall eat, whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. God's word for God's people. May we pray. Father, we come this morning just thanking you for all your many, many blessings. Thank you this morning, Father, for waking us up to this new day. And Father, we're just glad to be in the service one more time. Whether we're in our cars or at home or in person, it's just good to be here. And we thank you, Father, that you woke us up and you took care of us all last night. And our families were doing fine, and for that we thank you. Father, this morning we come asking you to please look in on the sick, whether they're in the hospitals or at home. Please, Father, just ease their pain, cool their fever. We know you can, and we pray that you will, Father. Father, this morning we come looking in on the bereaved souls, Father. So many of us have lost loved ones just this week. And we pray, Father, that you would just comfort them as only you can. Heal their hurt, Father. Help them, Father, where they need it. And ask us, and, and we're asking, Father, to help us to be a blessing to those that need us. Father, we come praying for this service, that it might be what you would have it to be. Please bless the man that's going to stand in John's shoes this morning. Give him a word from on high and have us to be able to accept the word that is given to us. These and other blessings we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you so much, Deacon Gentry. God bless you. Thank you for your presence on this morning. Listen, it's giving time. It's time that we present our gifts, our tithes, and our offerings unto the Lord God who gives so much unto us. This is uh, the last Sunday in our fiscal year. Amen. And it has been a great uh, year. We had our annual business meeting on this past week. And, and thanks be to God for UK Chapel blessing the church in the marvelous way that you have. For some of you, though, uh, this is the last Sunday when you can make do and, and get those final pledges in, uh, things that you said that you would do. This is the Sunday you, you can do that uh, as it is the last Sunday of our fiscal year. So we invite you now uh, to give as God has so prospered and so blessed you uh, to be able to do. And I know that God will because the Bible says he's able. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that's working within us. It's within you to do it, but God is able to help you do so. Amen. Won't you give now? 
is he is able. Father, we come thanking you for these gifts. We thank you, Father, for blessing us to be able to give. We thank you, Father, for a heart to give and a mind to give. And we pray, Father, that these gifts would be used for the uplifting of your kingdom. These are another blessings we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. God is able. I say he is able. Don't you give up, beloved. God is able. He's able to lift up, bow down heads. He's able, I tell you. He's able to wipe the tears from your eyes. He's able. He's able to give you strength for the journey ahead. I know it gets hard. I know it gets dark. I know it gets stormy. I know it even gets lonely, but God is able. He's able to give you the faith that you need. He's able to give you the strength you need, the hope that you need. God is able. Amen. 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 And we are praying for our brothers and our sisters, certainly, who need that encouragement on this morning. Uh, as Deacon Gentry prayed earlier this morning, so many have been uh, touched and met with death in their families. And we are certainly lifting up our brothers and our sisters right here uh, at K Chapel who are experiencing such even right now. I want to ask that you be in prayer for the chairman of our deacon board, Deacon Donnie Moncure, uh, whose sister passed uh, on yesterday. It was Jacqueline Moncure Crosby uh, passed uh, after uh, some time. And so we, we, we want to ask that you be in prayer for Deacon Moncure and for his family. Uh, please lift them up. Also be in prayer for uh, Mother Annie Sexton and Sister Sharon Alexander. Uh, they lost two nephews, two nephews, uh, Darrell uh, Thompson and Todd Martin. Uh, their nephews uh, passed, and so we ask that you be in prayer uh, for them. Sister Sandra Sellers uh, lost her sister, Marilyn Adams, transitioned on Friday. Uh, those funeral services will be in Meridian, uh, Mississippi. Uh, that's all we know at this time. Uh, so lift up Sister Sandra Sellers uh, in your prayers as well. And then we uh, got word on this morning, early this morning, uh, that our own Reverend Stephen Mason, uh, the pastor of the Greater, Greater Pearly Grove Baptist Church, uh, one of our own, uh, transitioned early this morning. Uh, we want you to be in prayer for his wife, Sister Vicki, uh, the children, and of course, uh, the members of Greater Pearly Grove Baptist Church uh, right here, our sister church and uh, a son of our own ministry. We ask that you be in prayer uh, for them. We lost another pastor on last week, Pastor Thomas Bernard, uh, the pastor of the Traveler's Rest Baptist Church in Vicksburg, Mr. Mississippi. Uh, Reverend Bernard uh, was... They lived here, but pastored in Vicksburg for many, many, many years. Uh, was a great uh, member of our state convention. Uh, and so we ask that you be in prayer for that family and for that church family as well. The good news in all of this, beloved, is that God is able. God is able, I tell you, to give us the strength that we need uh, for the journey ahead. God is able, and we want you to lift up all of those who are in need of prayer even now. The Bible tells us in everything to give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. And so even in this and all of this, we still come to give him praise. We offer 
praise.
you for your mercy. And your mercy toward us, toward us we offer. We offer praise. been good to you why don't you offer him some praise right now in your house I don't care who's looking why don't you offer him some praise right now in your home why don't you lift up holy hands and tell the Lord thank you for your goodness thank you for your mercy thank you for your kindness thank you for your faithfulness thank you for never leaving me thank you for never forsaking me thank you for opening my eyes Thank you for giving me activity of my limbs. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for starting me on my way. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. And your mercy for you. Thank you for. And your mercy taught us. Thank you for, for your goodness. I know you've been good. And your mercy taught us for your goodness. For your 
you've been good and your mercy yeah, Lord, toward us. Toward us. Corinthians chapter 11. I want to begin reading at verse number 18. Verse number 18 there you will find these words recorded. For first of all, when ye come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you. I partly believe it. For there must be also heresies among you that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. When ye come together therefore into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's supper, for in eating every one taketh before other his own supper, and one is hungry and another is drunken. What? Have ye not houses to eat and to drink in, or despise ye the church of God and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. For I received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat of this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. 
But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Amen. Thus ends the reading of God's holy word. I want to talk from the subject this morning, a fresh look at the Lord's Supper. A fresh look at the Lord's Supper. Marcus, on a wall at the monastery of Santa Maria del Grazi in Milan, Italy, there is one of the most iconic images ever painted. Completed sometime around 1498, Leonardo da Vinci captured what for most of us serves as some sort of pictorial representation of the Lord's Supper. You know that painting. Jesus is in the middle. On his right are six disciples. On his left are six disciples. All are reacting with shock and horror and unbelief as Jesus has just told them that someone at the table will betray him. That picture, you, you know the one I'm talking about, that picture is probably shaped much of how we imagine that moment is the image that readily comes to mind when we think of the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper, an important part of Christian liturgy and worship. It is an ordinance commanded by Christ. This meal that we eat today represents our communion in Christ and our fellowship with one another, the Lord's Supper. Jesus asks us to share in this meal as an expression of faith and unforgetfulness of the sacrifice of his life, the Lord's Supper. So we should be a bit more thoughtful and contemplative in our experience of this meal, for this meal is not just some 10-minute add-on that we do once a month to end our worship service. No, it is not just some religious ritual that we periodically practice to bring some health to our religious experience, but the Lord's Supper has faith implications and revelations that require from us every now and then to take a fresh look, a fresh look, because if you are not careful, you can look at something for so long and miss what's right in front of you, a fresh look. If you aren't careful, you can get used to seeing what you see that you miss the other things that are right there, a fresh look. For instance, that, that picture I just told, told you about, remind you of, when you have time, go back and Google it. Have you ever noticed, have you ever noticed uh, that to the right of Jesus that there is someone holding a knife? Go back and Google it, look at it when you get home. There's someone holding a knife and, and artists, art critics have decided that it's probably most likely Peter who is holding the knife. But I have to admit, I've looked at that picture over and over again and I never even knew a knife was there. And then I started looking at more of the details and I noticed something else, Pat. I noticed that, 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 that in front of, of, of one of the disciples there is spilled salt on the table. I would have to imagine that that, that in Leonardo da, Vinci's, Leonardo da Vinci's mind, perhaps that salt represents the fact that Jesus says, ye are the light of the world, ye are the salt of the earth. 
There's also, there's also a small bag of coins on the table. All of these things are right there that honestly, I never saw until I took the time to really start looking at the details. A fresh look will oftentimes reveal things that you have just overlooked. A fresh look will reveal some things that have been there the whole time. And likewise, we need to come to this moment with a fresh look to see what we may have been missing or at least that which we should give greater attention to. Because in so doing, we will gain a greater appreciation for this moment, for what it is, for what it represents. And as we prepare to take part in this meal, I would compel you to ask the Holy Spirit to make your preparation in this Lord's Supper something more meaningful, something more spiritual, something that has significance in how you as a recipient of the gospel of Jesus Christ see and experience your faith in Christ Jesus. So let's take a fresh look at the Lord's Supper by, by taking a look outward a look backward, a look forward, and a look inward. Paul pins this letter to the church at Corinth to provide for a deeper understanding about this meal and its meaning and our mindset and morality in approaching it. Paul goes right to the point that coming to this table and eating of this meal requires, first of all, that we take an outward look, a look outward. Verse 18 says, for first of all, when ye come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you and I partly believe it. Paul calls out the fact that they are dividing themselves into different classes of people in the church. I don't believe you're hearing me. Paul calls out the fact that they are they are gathering together at this meal of remembrance, this memorial, this practicing this ordinance of Christ. But watch this. They are doing so divided in the classes of people, the haves, the have-nots. And as such, giving honor and respect to some, but no honor or respect to others. And in essence, what Paul says to us is that we must be willing to look from among our own selfish interests when participating in this meal. A look outward means that we don't think of ourselves only. A look outward means that we are not inconsiderate of others' needs. A look outward means that we don't forget about people who need the love of Christ felt in their lives. A look outward means that we don't help Homer but ignore Haitians. A look outward means that we don't have compassion and dream acts for one group of immigrants and then send other immigrants back to the horror that they're trying to escape. A look outward means that we cannot come to this table without being willing to take a look at others. A look outward will show us where the gospel needs real life implication and application. A look outward will reveal to us where we are missing the mark in our evangelism and in our discipleship. A look outward will reveal to us who we are missing and show, in showing the love of Christ through deeds and actions. A look outward will keep us from ignoring our neighbors right next door and our neighbors right across the street, right across 
the street right across the street, a look outward. And keep us from ignoring those who need to know that there's something real about our religion, something real about our faith, something real about what we believe that doesn't start and stop with praise and worship on Sunday mornings, but that extends into the reality of life as it is lived throughout the week. Communion requires a look outward. Paul says, I hear there are divisions among you. We cannot eat at this table dividing ourselves and ignoring the needs of others. We cannot eat from this table putting people in different groups and associating with certain people and leaving others out of our social circles. It is not of God to classify people as worthy of honor based upon their social status or their wealth or their education or their zip code or their occupation because all of us are sinners saved by grace. All of us have had to kneel under the shadow of the cross in order to come and eat from this table. All of us have to be watched by the same blood of the same lamb and there's no reason for us to separate ourselves when the blood brings us together no divisions among us that means you can't come to this table with your title no divisions among us that means around this table we cannot separate and segregate ourselves around this table we do not look down our noses upon one another but rather we look out to each other around this table we don't see ourselves as better as anyone else around this table we recognize that God's grace has saved all of us and we are therefore all children of God who equally deserve respect and honor we must take an outward look but then secondly there is the look backward the look backward verse 23 says for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me in remembrance of me that phrase is attached to both receiving the bread and the cup Jesus wants us to remember him remember him not just as a teacher not just as a miracle worker but as the sacrificing saving son of God remember him Remember the sacrifice of himself for the saving of our souls. Remember the giving of his body for the saving of our souls. Remember the shedding of his blood for the saving of our souls. Remember him. Remember the whipping. Remember the bleeding. Remember the hanging. Remember him. Remember the beating, the mocking, the spitting. Remember him. Remember the nailing, the spearing, the cursing, and the jeering. Remember him. Remember the crying and the gasping and the weeping and the wailing. Remember him. Remember the groaning and the Roman-style lynching that took place on Calvary's hill for your soul to be saved. Remember 
remember him. When you come to this table and experience this supper, you must take a look outward, but also a take, take a look backward and remember all that Jesus went through so that you might partake of this meal and be saved. Look backward and remember him. And thirdly, there is the look forward. Verse 26 says, For as often as ye eat of this bread and drink of this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. He, he, here is what I like about this passage because here in this passage is where present hurt is confronted with future hope. Ye do show forth the Lord's death until he come. Paul says to us that when we come to this table to eat of this supper, that we do so expressing future hope. Hope in the Lord's return. It is looked forward. Understanding that Jesus, though in heaven now, will return to earth again. It is a look forward to that day when the problems that we experience here will be resolved by the Lord's return. It is a look forward, a for, look forward to the reality that we will not weep always, we will not cry always, and we will not die a second death. It is a look forward to that day when the wicked shall cease from troubling, the weary will be at rest. It is a look forward to that day when Paul says for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall arise it is a look forward to that day when we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with him it is a look forward the trouble don't last always it is a look forward until he come again. But lastly, the last look we must make is a look inward. Verse 27 says, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord, but let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Here it is. When we come to this table, when we partake of this meal, eating of this bread and drinking of this cup, we must take an inward look of ourselves. And let me be clear because this is not an issue of whether or not you sinned last night. <laughs> it's not even an issue of how good of a month you've had since last time we celebrated the Lord's Supper. It is not the works of your flesh that make you worthy to partake of this meal for the reality is that none of us can eat of this meal based upon our flesh we are all sinners 
saved by grace. It's not our works that make us worthy of partaking of this meal. It is by grace and through faith that we are counted as the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. So it is his blood that makes us worthy. That is the only thing that allows us to even touch and take these elements. But that does not mean that we don't have some work to do. And Paul makes the point that when we come to this table and eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that there must be an inward look. Examine ourselves. Take a moral inventory. Take an ethical inventory about our lives that we might see the spaces where confession and repentance are needed. An inward look. That allows us to be honest about our feelings, our failings, and our failures. An inward look. It allows us to own our mishaps and our mistakes and our misdeeds. An inward look. It allows us to look at ourselves and own who we are and who we are yet to become. Paul commands us. Before you eat of this, examine yourself by looking inward with some self-honesty, confessing the condition of your heart, confessing the condition of your personal relationships. The Spirit imparts grace for us even now to align our obedience with the person and the purposes of Christ through truthful and heartfelt Confession to engage in this commemoration while, while cherishing sin or tolerating broken relationships speaks then of a lifestyle that is unworthy of the gospel. We must examine ourselves. And so as I close, I just want to give you some questions of introspection. Some questions that will allow you to look inward. And examine yourself. Question number one. Are there divisions that need to be reconciled? Stay right there. Are there divisions that need to be reconciled? Are, are there tensions in your relationships that require resolution or restitution or reconciliation? Are there people that you need to forgive or people for whom you need to ask forgiveness? Are there phone calls that you need to make? Are there letters you need to write? Are there text messages that you need to send in order to bring restoration? I'm talking about examining yourself, looking inward. Here's a question I ask. Are you distracted from the main thing? In other words, is your mind somewhere else as you come to this moment? When we ask of you to take of the bread and drink of the cup, are you fully remembering, taking a look backward? Are you taking a look forward? Are you taking a look inward? Are you taking a look outward? Are you fully present in that moment or are you thinking about other things? Examine yourself. Have you made room in your reality for others? 
Are you considering other people's feelings, other people's thoughts, other people's conditions, other people's circumstances, other people's perspectives, or are you consumed with yourself? Are you self-absorbed? Are you only thinking about your feelings and, and how you feel in this moment? Are you giving yourself space and time to consider someone else's plight? I'm talking about if you're going to take this meal. Have you become intoxicated by your own self-importance or inebriated by your own ego? In other words, do you think too much of yourself? Do you think too highly of yourself? Are you too proud? Questions of introspection, looking inward. Do you admit your faults and do you confess your failures to God and to your fellow man? You know, some of us are good about confessing to the Lord, but we don't say nothing to each other. We quick to ask God to forgive us, but going to that brother and that sister my God questions of introspection are you honest in your dealings with others or did you cheat somebody out of their money their time their commitment a look inward are you allowing the Holy Spirit and your faith in Christ to change you? Are you giving the Holy Spirit access in your life and are you allowing your faith in Christ to mean something more than just worship and praise so that it has tangible transformation day by day? A look inward. I'm through, I'm through. A look inward. What kind of reputation do you have? What are folks saying about you? And don't tell me I don't care what they say about you because even Jesus cared. He said, whom do men say that I the son of man am? You ought to care what folks say and what folks think about you. Lastly, in what or to what does your treasure say that you are invested or committed? In other words, where are you spending your money? What are you investing in? Are these things that are eternal? Or are they simply things that robbers can break in and steal? Moth can eat, rust can destroy. Build your hopes on things eternal. That doesn't mean that we can't go after some goods here on earth, but it does mean that we ought to have a heavenly perspective in recognizing that none of this stuff down here will last forever. Beloved, as we come to this table and partake of this meal, let's do so taking a look outward, a look backward, a look forward, and look inward.
How is it with your soul? Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. In
in that wonderful transformation, that wonderful change that happens even right now as you pray this prayer by faith. Say, Lord, I want to be saved. Come into my life. Make me a new creature. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus died on a cross. And I believe that Jesus rose again from the dead so that I might be saved. And today, by faith, I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, beloved, welcome to salvation. You are a child of God saved by grace through faith. And here's the good news. That's the gift of God that nobody can take away from you. Listen, we want to celebrate that with you. So why don't you call the number that's on your screen right now? There's somebody waiting to talk with you, speak with you, and pray with you to give you new step, next steps that you can take to live out your new life in Jesus Christ. We want to hear from you. We want to welcome you into the family of God. But also, if you so choose, welcome you to the K Chapel family. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Listen, beloved, I hope that you already have your communion cups handy. We've been preaching and teaching on communion all morning. Hopefully you've gotten it right there next to you. The scripture teaches us on the night in which he was betrayed, he took the cup. He took the bread, breaking the bread and blessing the cup, sharing it with his disciples, giving that meal new meaning, new significance, saying that as you eat it, you do it in remembrance of me. Yes, Lord. As we prepare now to eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we pray that you take a look, a look outward, seeing the needs of others around you. Take a look backward remembering everything it took for you to partake of this meal. Take a look forward, knowing that Jesus is coming back again. But make sure you take a look inward, asking God to cleanse you, prepare you, forgive you, of our sins cleanse us from all unrighteousness sins of commission and sins of omission we confess it now shine your light from heaven upon our souls and whatever should not be there take it out we might reflect more of your glory, more of your grace, and more of the personhood of Christ Jesus in and through our lives.
Jesus' name. Amen. He took bread, break it, and blessed it, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. he took the cup and blessed it saying this is the blood of the New Testament which is shed for the remission of sin as often as we do this we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again let us drink together